Good morning, church. This is one of my favorite books from childhood. It's called, Are You My Mother? A mother bird sat on her egg. The egg jumped. Oh, oh, said the mother bird. My baby will be here. He will want to eat. I must get something for my baby bird to eat, she said. I will be back. So away she went. The egg jumped. It jumped and jumped and jumped. Out came the baby bird. Where is my mother? He said. He looked for her. He looked up. He did not see her. He looked down. He did not see her. I will go and look for her, he said. So away he went. Down, out of the tree he went. Down, down, down. It was a long way down. The baby bird could not fly. He could not fly, but he could walk. Now I will go and find my mother, he said. He did not know what his mother looked like. He went right by her. He did not see her. He came to a kitten. Are you my mother? He said to the kitten. The kitten just looked and looked. It did not say a thing. So the kitten was not his mother. He went on. Then he came to a hen. Are you my mother? He said to the hen. No, said the hen. The kitten was not his mother, the hen was not his mother, the baby bird went on. I have to find my mother, he said. But where? Where is she? Where could she be? Then he came to a dog. Are you my mother? He said to the dog. I am not your mother. I'm a dog, said the dog. The kitten was not his mother, the hen was not his mother, the dog was not his mother. So the baby bird went on. Now he came to a cow. Are you my mother? He said to the cow. How could I be your mother? said the cow. I am a cow. The kitten and the hen were not his mother. The dog and the cow were not his mother. Did he have a mother? I did have a mother, said the baby bird. I know I did. I have to find her. I will. I will. Now the baby bird did not walk. He ran. Then he saw a car. Could that old thing be his mother? No, it could not. The baby bird did not stop. He ran on and on. Now he looked way, way down. He saw a boat. There she is, said the baby bird. He called to the boat, but the boat did not stop. The boat went on. He looked way, way up. He saw a big plane. Here I am, mother, he called out, but the plane did not stop. The plane went on. Just then, the baby bird saw a big thing. This must be his mother. There she is, he said. There is my mother. He ran right up to it. Mother, mother, here I am, mother, he said to the big thing. But the big thing just said snort. Oh, you are not my mother said the baby bird. You are a snort. 
I have to get out of here. But the baby bird could not get away. The snort went up. It went way, way up and up, up, up went the baby bird. But now, where was the snort going? Oh, 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 what is this snort going to do with me? Get me out of here. Just then the snort came to a stop. Where am I, said the baby bird. I want to go home. I want my mother. Then something happened. The snort put that baby bird right back in the tree. The baby bird was home. Just then, the mother bird came back to the tree. Do you know who I am? She said to her baby. Yes, I know who you are, said the baby bird. You are not a kitten, you are not a hen, you are not a dog, you are not a cow, you are not a boat or a plane or a snort. You are a bird and you are my mother. The end. The kitten, the hen, the dog, the cow, the car, the boat, the airplane, the snort. The baby bird asked them all and of course none of them are his mom. But what sticks out most to me about this story is that before he even approaches any of them, he walks right by his mom. He walks right by her, and he doesn't recognize her. We've all been there. Well, maybe not with our, our, our moms, but we've all been in that place where we're so preoccupied with something that we, we just walk past someone or, or something that we're supposed to notice that's right in front of us. During this sermon series, we've been talking about God's faithfulness. And sometimes it's something that's, that's hard to recognize for whatever reason. We, we walk right by a sign or some kind of reminder that we are loved by God and we completely miss it. Maybe we're in a, a particular difficult season of life, so it's just, it's just hard to notice Notice where God is faithful through through the fog. So we ask, God, what are you doing here? And we don't get an answer, or at least not the one that we want to hear. Maybe we need a, a help. We need a snort of sorts to lift us up and to point out what it is that we're missing. And that help is nowhere to be seen. Or, or maybe we're, we're just searching in the wrong place altogether. This morning we're exploring the story of Naomi and Ruth and we'll see that a part of experiencing God's faithfulness, experiencing the love that God has for us, is learning to recognize moments of grace in our lives, learning to see them. It's a story that comes out of a, a dark time in Israel's history, picking up right where the book of Judges ends. There's famine in the land, and it's a season where, where the Israelite people, they kind of vacillate between living into their identity, being obedient and faithful, and then running from it. Elimelech and Naomi, they lived near Bethlehem, right in the region, and things were getting really bad. There was no food, and no one was coming to help them. And they hear things uh, at least might be a little bit better in Moab. So they take the trek across the Jordan Valley to the mountains in the east, and they bring their two sons with them. They settle down. They make a life for themselves. And before long, Elimelech dies. The sons get married. Then they die as well. So Naomi, she's, she's left with Orpah and, and Ruth. And Naomi tells Orpah and Ruth that they can, they can start their lives again. They have a second chance. They don't need to sit with her in her misery. 
Naomi's story, it echoes the book of Job, right when you think things are going to get better for her, they just don't. They take another turn for the worst. If you were her, if you were in her, her place, there's a good chance that you wouldn't want to hear about God's faithfulness or about how much God loves you because you weren't experiencing it. That's why she changes her name to Mara. She's bitter. She just wants to be alone in her pain. Just close her door. Just get away from me. Give me some space. I know a lot of us are hurting this morning, maybe not the, the same way that Naomi is, but there's, there's been a lot of loss this last year and a good amount in our own church family over the last few months. The story of Ruth and Naomi, they, they don't, it doesn't tell us to ignore our pain, to push it aside or to kind of dig it deep down. I actually think it, it teaches us the opposite, to, to be honest with ourselves, to embrace wherever we're sitting. And to be honest with God and, and to answer that where are you question that we've been asking during the series to be honest with ourselves and with God. And sometimes it's when we admit the hurt, when we admit the pain, the bitterness. When we're in that place, we begin to really experience God's grace. So Orpah, she takes up Naomi on her offer. But Ruth insists on staying with Naomi. And they go together to, to Bethlehem. Rumors start buzzing around the town as they return. Naomi is back. She's back. But Elimelech isn't here. And she brought this Moabite woman named Ruth with her. They had to figure out how to take care of themselves. So, so Ruth says that, that she'll go into the fields to, to glean leftover grain. She ends up in Boaz's field. And she works hard all day. Picking up at, at Ruth chapter 2 verse 8. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, that you notice me, a foreigner? And Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How you left your father, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Ruth thanks Boaz and, and says, may I continue to find favor in your eyes. I know I'm not like all the other workers. Boaz, he then invites Ruth to sit with him for a meal. Then he reminds the, the workers, the managers, to take care of her while she finishes working the rest of the day and to, to make sure that she takes more food back to Ruth as well. She, she gets back home and, and Ruth asks, asks, where did you glean today? Where did you glean? Where did you work? Blessed be the man, blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz. 
The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Ruth and Naomi, they continue their conversation. And really the rest of the book of of, of Ruth is, is full of Naomi reminding Ruth to not miss the moments of grace happening around her. Now, if we look back to that children's book that we read from earlier, Are You My Mother? Naomi is, is kind of like that snort that lifts the bird up and guides her. And it all starts here in, in chapter 2. Conversations between Ruth and Naomi, they, they bookend to Boaz and, 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 and his workers have. And right in the middle is this dialogue between Boaz and Ruth. This pattern is common for Hebrew storytelling, and it places the central theme of the story in the middle of the pattern. And in this case, that central theme is Ruth experiencing God's faithfulness, being rewarded by the God of Israel and finding refuge under his wings. The other four dialogues, the two before and the two after, are are grace-filled conversations that remind Ruth That God has a plan. That she is loved. Even as a Moabite, who most would have said didn't fit in or didn't belong in this place. So first first Ruth asks the questions in verses 2 and 3. Naomi, dearest mother-in-law, let me go to the field to find someone who will show me a favor. A moment of grace. Boaz returns to his fields and notices Ruth. It wouldn't have been too hard to notice her. She, she kind of stood out in their small farming community. He asks his workers about her. Who is this woman? He welcomes her. A moment of grace. Then the central theme is revealed in the conversation between Boaz and Ruth as they eat this meal together. The God of Israel is faithful. You are loved. You have a place. Boaz calls out to his workers, let this woman gather grain here. Don't give her a hard time. Back to a moment of grace. And lastly, back between Naomi and Ruth, starting in in verse 19. Where did you work today? Where where did you go? Oh, you were with Boaz? Is that what you said? He's one of our, our, our close relatives. He's a guardian redeemer. Another moment of grace. Now, that last dialogue introduces a concept that's incredibly important for the book of Ruth and really for the entire Bible, throughout the Bible, this concept of grace. Naomi says Boaz is a a relative and a guardian redeemer, or in other translations, a kinsman redeemer. She's referring to a a very specific Israelite law that had to do with uh, being a part of an extended family member. The complete well-being of an extended family member. It was someone outside of your immediate family who who was the head of household of another household, but but had the wherewithal to take you in if you chose to. It was designed to make sure that the land in Israel would stay equally distributed between the clans and that the individual families within them would have their space that, that had been designated for their clan. And as we see later in the story, fulfilling that role was a choice that came with a cost. 
If a kinsman redeemer brought someone into his household, he not only inherited that relative's wealth, that relative's property, but he also took on that relative's debts, challenges. It was a huge risk, an incredible act of grace. Now, the moments of grace that remind us that God is faithful might not follow a, a formula made for Hebrew literature. But there are still plenty of those moments for us. Throughout Ruth's story, she keeps her eyes open. Sometimes she needs a, a nudge from her, her mother-in-law, but, but somehow, in the middle of it all, she keeps journeying forward. She keeps going and at the end of the story, we see that Naomi changes because of Ruth's persistence, because she keeps going, because of her response. Naomi's bitterness turns to gratitude. Despair turns to hope. They both recognize God's faithfulness as they experience moments of God's grace, even after all that they had been through. So friends, may we learn from Ruth and Naomi. May we continue putting one foot in front of the other as we, we journey forward, looking for those moments of grace that help us to remember that God is faithful. Amen.